Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Mean, and joining me as always is 1920s detective Mr. Connor Lawler. Hey, see, I know you did it, kid. <laughs> oh, <it's> a <laughs> child murderer, everybody. <laughs> I like to keep it light, early. <laughs> it's a nice child murderer. <laughs> um, Connor, delightful to have you here, as usual. Thank you, Sean. I've been excited uh, to do this show for many years, and I'm glad you invited me in. It's about time. It's about time. Yeah. Uh, Connor, for the, this might be someone's first show. Every mm. show is someone's first show. What is Hero or Zero? Hero or Zero is the show where we choose one comic book character every single week. We talk to good points and their bad points, and we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Now... I normally choose DC. Sean, you normally choose Marvel. And last week yes. I did Dr. Hugo Strange, the Batman villain, who, very interesting, very psychological, very cool. So, Sean, I don't know who you're doing this week, but I'm intrigued because it's probably going to be shit because you're bad at reports and Marvel wow. suck. Oh, Double oh that was a lot at once. It <laughs> was a lot for me to take in there. Oh, boys. <laughs> so, Sean, who are we covering this week from the world of so- Marvel? This week, Connor, I am covering a character called The Sentry. Okay. Is he a good? No, no. Oh, you, okay. you haven't heard of The Sentry, Connor? I, wait, how are you spelling The Sentry? S-E-N-T-R-Y. No, I haven't heard of The Sentry. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> so, this is a bit Is that accusatory? Not, no reason. Very different okay. from usual reports. Yeah. I'm starting this one in the real world. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm confused already. Back around 1999, uh, 2000, that kind of time in the world, uh, uh, an old Marvel artist, Artie Rosen was his name, passed away. 
And it was like 80 or 90. So It is pretty cool, though, that his name was Arty and he was an artist. Like, I think it was Arthur, but they called him Art. You get me. De- uh, dead right. So this was reported in a magazine called Wizard Magazine, which at the time reported on DC and Marvel, like comic book news. It's essentially the precursor to this show. That, that would um, die out. That whole form of media <laughs> will definitely die out. So... Artie's widow discovered a box labelled Marvel Comics. And in this was comic books, some papers, some files. And she returned the box to Marvel. Now, Marvel at the time was going through one of its many bankruptcies. How uh, many times did, or, had they sold the, the filing cabinets at this stage? I think they're on their fourth set of filing okay, cabinets. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, so every Marvel story the, is they, they make money bankrupt make money bankrupt make money bankrupt and then they made iron man and now they've lost lots of money <laughs> clean sailing since then <laughs> um so she returned the box to marvel it was unfortunately lost over the years oh. um until a writer named paul jenkins picked it up um paul jenkins was a comic book writer with marvel at the time he worked on marvel knights i think was one of the series he worked on um, in that box, he discovered an old comic book, and it was called Startling Stories Number One, and it was the debut of a Superman-like hero called the Sentry. Okay. Okay. Now, he dug deeper into the box, and he found old sketches and outlines of characters dated nineteen sixty-one. Now, that's significant. One, because the sketches were signed by Stan Lee and Artie Rosen. And they were found in 1961. Fantastic Four came out in November of 1961. So what you have on your hands is a hero that might have been created by Stan Lee before the Fantastic Four. Right. Okay. But never came out. Never came out. Was just lost. Uh, in this box for years and years and years and so what marvel did they set up now you know 2000s in the modern modern modern-ish day they would do a limited series of the century as a reappearance of a forgotten stan lee created hero from the silver age of comic books um and it would be like in the style of the silver age Oh, it makes sense. I mean, you're print. I was going to say you're printing money, but they were bankrupt, so they probably weren't printing money. But it seems like a good idea. Yeah, and the most interesting thing about it is that everything I just told you was a lie. Sorry. Okay. Go on. <laughs> so this was all a marketing thing that Marvel over the over the course of a year and a half they set this up. Artie Rosen doesn't exist. He's not a real man. You made, me, be- you made me love Artie. I loved Artie. <laughs> I know you loved Artie, but that's the weirdest marketing campaign I've ever heard. What? I've never heard of this. But, and the fact that you are saying that, that's exactly what they wanted because it ties into the Sentry as a character. This new character that they came up with in 2000. I I, look, the words I would use... <laughs> are disgusting. <laughs> that's the word I would use. Because that's fucking outrageous. I that's mean, ridiculous. I better name my first child Artie from this story. 
in the last 10 minutes. And now this has happened and I feel betrayed. It's a good story though, isn't it? Oh, fuck you, Stanley. (laughs) (laughs) I damn you, Stanley! (laughs) Shaking my fist. It, it, It plays into the story. All of that marketing campaign is significant to the Sentry as a character. It's genius. But also, who the fuck was evil... Not evil enough, like... Who was batshit insane enough to come up with this? Paul Jenkins. Fair enough. Okay. Actual writer. Okay. And do you think he came up with the character first or the story behind the character? Definitely the character (laughs) character first. So, in the year 2000, Bob Reynolds, a seemingly normal man, wakes up one night to the sounds of thunder and lightning. Hmm. Going out into his yard, suddenly he's hit by a wave of memories that he is the superhero known as the Sentry. Okay. Okay. The man with the power of one million exploding suns. (laughs) Along with this... I'll I'll tell you, zero to a hundred, real fucking quick. Real quick. That is, I woke up and now I have the power of a thousand suns. A million. A million, a million sons, sorry. Because <laughs> you got to a thousand, it's like, I can't lift these weights. Along with this recollection, he also realises that his arch nemesis, The Void, is returning to the world. He has an arch nemesis. It'll, it'll, it'll all become clear. It'll all become clear. He just remembers this. He just remembered yeah. it. All his memories come back at once. Of well, course. Most of them. Yeah. Uh, so The Void is returning to the world. So what Reynolds does, he immediately begins seeking out the rest of the world's most prominent superheroes to warn them of the coming threat. So he remembers, like, in this in the universe, in the comic book universe, the Sentry was a character that was around in the Silver Age of comics. Like, operating at the same time as the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man and the Hulk. And they don't remember him. Right. No no one remembers the sentry exists. But in right. in the history of the Marvel Universe, he was there. But for some reason, everyone forgot him. That's where this comic starts. Okay. Oh, man. Um, I don't even know where to begin. You have like a sly little grin. Because like, you told me the coolest shit in the world right now. It is um, cool. It's... That is... Such a weird but also intriguing PR stud to be like, this is the plot. Yeah, and it's like, that's why when they said, oh, this character that everyone forgot about in the real world, everyone forgot him in the Marvel Universe as well, so they're blurring the lines. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay, so what he does, Reynolds goes around to, as the sentry, he goes around to a bunch of superheroes individually. So he first goes to Peter Parker, um, who, as a journalist, had taken a photo of the Sentry, and that had won him a Pulitzer Prize. And so the Sentry and Peter Parker became quite good friends. Like, Sentry knew he was Spider-Man. So they became quite good friends. They fought crime in New York together. In the 60s? In the 60s. And Sentry gives Spider-Man the photograph. Spider-Man gets his memories back. Okay. Right, okay. He goes to Angel of the X-Men, uh, Big Wings, and 
Angel recalls that he had flown alongside the sentry so that Angel could overcome his fear of falling. So the sentry was like, if you fall, I'll catch you, bud. It's fine. So, in all these stories, the sentry is like, he's the Forrest Gump of this world. Kind of. He's interacted with everyone. He's interacted with everyone and had an impact on everybody's life in some way. And next, he goes to the Hulk. And the Hulk never forgot him. What? Bruce Banner forgot him. But the Hulk ah, didn't forget him. fuck it. Right, okay. Okay. Uh, Sentry helps Hulk to keep control of his rage because the Sentry can give off kind of a calming aura. Of course he can. So Sentry was a big part of the public gaining approval for Hulk. Being like, oh, he's not so bad. When he's calm, he can be a force for good. Uh, everyone eventually remembered their own memories about the Sentry and a former sidekick of his named Scout. Uh, who, again, everyone forgot about. Most importantly, Robert Reynolds breaks into the Baxter building, which shouldn't be possible, by all accounts. Like it's, Why? Because Reed Richards lives in the Baxter building. Yeah, that's fair <laughs> and enough. He's the most paranoid man in the world. Um, Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards, uh, remembers that him and Robert Reynolds had been best friends. He, Reed okay, was kinda... best man at Robert's wedding. Okay, well, this is a major part of this story because now I've turned on Reynolds. Um, <laughs> Any man who Richards. can be friends with Reed Richards. Anyone who's friends with Reed Richards is another awful human being. And look, what Sentry uh, had teamed up with the Fantastic Four to fight the world's greatest threats. Um, and over time, in like the general public, begin to remember the sentry and remember the things that he has done. Now, at this time, uh, Reed finds a video that he had taped of himself in the past, basically explaining that, OK, if Robert Reynolds is back, that means the void is back and that means the world is on its way out. OK. OK, so... Are the Void and Sentry then linked? That the Void Maybe. goes away and the Sentry then forgets who he is and then when the Void comes back then the Sentry remembers. During the course of an investigation okay. into why the world had forgotten Sentry, Richards and Reynolds make a discovery. The Void and the Sentry are two parts of the same torn psyche. So, as Everything that's good about the Sentry is bad about the Void. Right, so the Void hates Reed Richards. So therefore, we should all (laughs) side with the Void. (laughs) Side with the Void, it rolls off the tongue. (laughs) That's the chant. Uh, Like, Sentry's a force for good with the power of a million exploding suns. The Void is a force for evil with the power of a million exploding suns. Okay, okay. And so, hang on, are they the same person? Or they're both they Robert Reynolds. People? They're both the same person. Okay, but he's just... He's got two personalities. Yes. Three, because the, the oh, sentry no. is different from Robert Reynolds. Okay, so he's got three, but this, the host body like locked the two of them away for many years and made everyone so, forget. 
what yeah what happened was the reason the world forgot the century is that Reynolds had used his power to erase the, the century from the memory of everyone in the world including his own because the void only exists when someone thinks about it if anyone thinks about it the void exists so but and the void only exists because of the century so if you think about the century you think about the void and so with yeah. the, with the century gone there could be no void so he just became a normal man just became a normal man he Fuck. He, he wiped his own memory like he, he went on he had a, a regular life um with the heroes of the world united waiting for the void to come Reynolds comes to the realization that he must make the sacrifice again. Mm. And so uh with the help of Miss Fantastic and Doctor Strange, he once again erases the memory of Sentry from the world. And the the comic ends. It's a it's like a limited series like five issues. But the comic ends, he goes in and him and his previous sidekick Scout would their catchphrase that apparently they had back in the 1960s oh, back in the day. was, oh, let's get some chili dogs. And so Robert Reynolds goes in to like a burger place, a fast food place, and sees the boy who used to be Scout is working behind the counter. And now Reynolds doesn't remember anything about the century at this point. But, he, you know, your man behind the counter says, what, what what, can I get you? And Reynolds says, chili dog. So he could potentially reawaken again. Okay. And that's where, that's where the comic ends. Now, I was originally confused, being like, okay, but why did he remember himself in the first place? Yeah, that's what I first thought was that he smelled chili dogs or something. So he remembered himself in the year 2000. The same year that the Century comic was published. Or that Paul Jenkins discovered that box of things. So the conceit is that because someone in... Someone in Marvel had remembered him. And then... He was back. He was back. Holy shit. Fucking Isn't that wild? That's like such a weird... But also like... Layered... Reason to come up with a character... They, that yeah. must have been worked on, did you say, like, a year and a half they were working on that? Yeah, like they, and they would, like, leak things to magazines and everything like that. Um, and it was only after the publication that they kind of came clean about it. And for five issues? Like, to do all that just for five issues? Yeah, yeah, it was It was a part of the, the Marvel Knights series, which was a load of one-shots about various heroes. And we uh, never see the void. Uh, I believe you do see it, but it becomes much more prevalent. He does crop up again, Robert Reynolds. He comes back every so often, um, you know, after a mind wipe usually. Yeah. Um, where it, like it's the last resort. A lot of the times they deal with his mental state a lot because he's not stable. Um, well, he's I can three understand. Three people living in one head, you know. Yeah. Um, and there's... There, and there are, of course, times where Sentry and the Void fuse and he's the most powerful person anyone could possibly be. And he's, he's ultimately mild about everything at that yeah. point. Yeah. 
Um, and then they, they do go into an origin story for him later on down the line, which was that he was a heroin addict or he was he, he was an addict uh, before he became a superhero. And he broke into a government research lab Good and stuff. drunk a prototype super soldier formula trying uh, to get high. Yeah. Is it a drink a portion? We never get drink a portion, these days. Never get drink a portion. <laughs> no, and, and before they retconned it into that, he had drank a potion at a circus. That's You're goddamn right. You're goddamn right, he had. <laughs> um, that's kind of the end for his like main debut story. I love that story. I think it's unreal. That is um, so good. Just in terms of as a concept of a character, that is so interesting, but also something you'd only do once. Like, that's a bullet in the chamber that once you pull it, you, you can't use it again. Yeah, like, you can't unring that bell. Like, you can't... Now, wouldn't it be cool... Like, I think it could translate into, like, an MCU scenario. That, like, you're, you know, back in 2008, Robert Reynolds erased his himself from everyone in the world's consciousness. Like, like he was you, stopping you the Chitari in twenty twelve. Yeah, something like that. And like you, you redo all those scenes, but just Robert Reynolds is just in the background. I I think they kinda did all that already though with the, the end game, them going around in the background. You show yeah. from you show it from Endgame's point of view, but then you just see him running around behind the other people running around behind the main people. It keeps going further and further back. <laughs> yeah. Till it's someone on the other side of the world. Um with in just in terms of powers and abilities, he has a load of them. Um, so he Power has chemically a, a thousand suns, a million suns, a million suns, million exploding suns. Um, yeah, he the experimental golden century serum gave him photokinetic based powers, essentially being fueled by the sun himself. He's Superman. So, Superman. Yeah, pretty much all of this Superman. But he can also manipulate his own molecules and the molecules of other things. So he can just do whatever. He's immortal. Superhuman strength, superhuman speed, nigh invulnerability, self-sustenance, doesn't need to eat or drink, superhuman stamina, agility and reflexes, senses, flight, he can fly above Mach 10, uh, he has teleportation, he has uh, also some psionic has, abilities. Sorry, you ha- he has, he can alter molecules, he can teleport. And he can fly over Mach 10. Yeah. All right. Yeah, sort of. And he can also bring people back to life using the molecular regeneration as well. Interesting for a character to just be good at everything. I know. I know. And he can also share his powers with, like Shazam kind of a deal. Of course. Uh, And he can absorb energy from anywhere and everywhere, uh, including the microverse which is when you shrink past subatomic, there's a little universe in there. Um, He's also a genius, and he can lift well over 100 tons easily. But Um, then when he goes evil, he has all of those powers as well? Yeah, pretty much. Well, kind of, yeah, but like not so much about light and positive energy blasts, but like he'll fuck you up with just dark energy. Um, The Sentry in World War Hulk, fought the Hulk to a stalemate. Right, but I would have said he should beat the Hulk. Just turn all the Hulk's molecules inside out. 
he uh, he was weak. Uh, Sentry was weakened at the time because okay. in comics he developed agoraphobia. So he was afraid of being outside because people would might recognize him. And then the right, comes holy back. shit! That is like another whole other level of characterization. Just to add that in, just for like how how do we nerf this character who's basically undefeatable? Well, uh, he's afraid to go outside. Yeah, and he he's also very weak to psychic attacks because his brain is like hanging by a thread. Some days, um, he is readily susceptible to mental manipulation. He's homelander. He might as well be Homeland. Yeah, you can just manipulate him into doing whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and he's also weak in the negative zone as well because there is no energy in the negative zone. Makes um, sense. And, you know, one to seven rating system. He has a sevens. durability. It's not sevens across the board, what? actually. Uh, he has durability of six, energy projection of four. Sorry, Sorry. durability of six. Yeah. You said he was immortal. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, I think that's but, the most durable. But you can kill him if he's Robert Reynolds, if he's not the sentry. Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, energy projection of four, fighting skills of three. Feel like you're going to have a problem with that one. But yeah, not great. Usually when they're invincible, they don't have to be good fighters. Yeah, Superman's a shit fighter, but he doesn't need to be good. He just punches. He just punches and it has the force of a million suns behind yeah, it. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, intelligence of five, speed of five but seven because he can teleport yeah i was gonna say it like <laughs> yeah <laughs> 10 flight and teleportation uh it's a five yeah um, he's not great and a strength of six um like hulk has a strength of seven because the hulk has limitless strength yeah he's he just, just has... depends on how angry he is exactly exactly um so that's one of the weirdest but coolest characters I know of in Marvel Comics. I just want to... I'm sorry for lying to you for a solid six minutes at the start. I I mean, I do kind of still feel betrayed. I'm kind of still reeling that my best pal, he he set me up. And no, not my best pal, my best pal, Sean, and my best pal, Artie, they they let me down. I feel like like you were in together and I feel like you, you made me look like a fool. Because I was all in, and everyone was pointing at Dead Laugh and saying, Connor, ha ha ha, you didn't realise it was a prank, bro. It was all a prank. Connor, there's no shame in never having heard of the sentry. That's what he wanted. That's what he wanted to happen. (laughs) Damn it, I I'm the one bringing the void back. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one killing us all. I'm trying to do good. Round about March of 2020, I discovered this character. I wonder, wonder, could anything bad have happened then? Oh, fuck. Oh, oh it's on me. It's on Somebody, me, lads. The CDC need to have a chat with you. <laughs> just you. <laughs> I'll just tell him about the void and kill us all. <laughs> I'll kill you, I'll kill me, I don't care. I'll kill us all. <laughs> the um so yeah, he's he's officially he's been dubbed in the past Marvel's most powerful superhero. And that I think you can of. see why. And nobody's heard of. Yeah, that's so interesting. just as a character. I think that might be the most interesting origin we've ever had on this. Because it goes beyond comic books. It's like yeah. a long con. It is the long con, actually. Yeah, and I, I will confess, I discovered this, uh, just to give a quick shout out, great YouTube channel, Own Likes Comics. Um, did a really good rundown of the century. And a bit what does more Owen in depth. Like? 
Uh, Marvel movies, presumably. <laughs> Such a dumb Actually, joke. you'd love it. He does DC stuff as well. <laughs> Such a dumb joke, but I, whenever I walk down the street and uh, there's like a shop that's just like meat shop, I'm like, what what they do? It's just uh, like, well, I think my dad used to always do that, so just... Like, what you what just do? inherited that comedy. <laughs> it's such a stupid joke. Well, I look, apologize. It's a joke. If it ain't broke, Connor. If it ain't broke, don't joke. Kills every time. <laughs> like the void. <laughs> Stop bringing the void back. Oh, shit, sorry. So oh, I did it again, didn't I? I don't know okay, who no the void is. No one listened to this. Nobody, guys, put this down. Seriously, we are just, fucked. If... If there was ever a time to not tell one human being that we exist. <laughs> so, uh, Sean, would you like to ta- me to take us out? Yes, please. So, if you like that report, we've gone, we've done reports on hundreds of characters over the years. Um, we've done lots of DC, lots of Marvel. We've done the big ones, we've done the small ones. If there's a character you see, you go, I've kind of heard of them, don't really know much about them. Just click on one of the episodes, we give you a bit of a 20 minute rundown of everything to do with them, and hopefully you come out thinking, I might run, read a few comics with them in it. Um, if you're into movies, we of course do our Movie Monday show and then we do Weird News on Wednesdays, but we also have a Patreon if you want to support the show. Um, you can head on over there, we do movie reviews, TV re- show reviews, and just generally, you can support the show over there, it really helps us out, keeps the lights running, and just it's it's really cool to see all the support over there recently and mm. the the list of names keeps growing every single week on Movie Mondays which is always good to see um, and you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Heroes for Hire Pod the four is the number four Facebook Heroes for Hire Podcast Instagram Heroes for Hire Podcast if you want some Heroes for Hire merch we do have a merch store that link is down below if you want some hats some hoodies some t-shirts some mugs I'm, I'm, oh. I'm so glad we got that store because we used to say if you want Heroes for Hire merch you're shit out of luck you're shit out of, you're not shit out of luck you can get it there if you want to represent um, and most importantly just tell one human being that we exist just the one please so I have been Connor Lawler I have been the void. Oh, I've done it again. Oh, fuck oh no. Sentry. <laughs> <laughs> See you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.